This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is UFC lightweight Luis Pena, a.k.a. Violent Bob Ross, who is currently 7-1. Luis, how's it going? I'm pretty good, man. Pretty good. Uh, You know, just chilling, getting ready for training. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. Oh, it's no problem. So, let's go back. You were born in uh, Naples, Italy on a a Navy uh, base. You were adopted. So, could you give me a little bit of background on your upbringing and then how did you end up uh, in Little Rock, Arkansas? So, yeah. So, I was adopted and everything. And then, uh, my family, I want to say when we were like, when I was like five or so, we moved back to America and we actually lived in Florida for a year and then I moved to Arkansas. I actually grew up in Cabot, Arkansas, the same, the hometown of Bryce Mitchell too. Like we actually knew each other growing up. It's pretty weird. Um, And uh, I didn't move to Little Rock until I was going to high school. Gotcha, gotcha. So did you know uh, Italian? No, I mean, yeah, uh, my parents told me my first language is Italian, but I don't really have any memories of it. You know, I was so young. Gotcha, gotcha. And then how did you end up getting into mixed martial arts? Well, so, like, I wrestled in high school and college and everything. And then, like, I was, uh, I dropped out of college after a year. I was working just kind of helping coach my old high school wrestling team. And then one of my old rivals actually was refing and training at an MMA gym. And he said one of his training partners, who ended up having to be Bryce, was getting ready to fight a wrestler. And they asked me to come in and, like, help him out and show him some stuff. And so, like, I went in and started, like, uh, to help him out. And I started training myself. And, like, the rest is history. I just never really wanted to leave. Gotcha. I feel like that's how uh, a lot of people start. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I've, I've heard the same story from a lot of people. I mean, at the same time, I also think about it all the time because, like, I still don't understand how I got into it myself. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you play any other sports growing up? Yeah, actually, I played uh, football. I ran track. Uh, I was a gymnastics. I did cheerleading. Played a little baseball too. Yeah, I, I did a lot. I did it yeah. all really. Yeah, you did a little bit of everything, huh? Yeah, pretty much. And then what was your first fight like uh, 2014 as an amateur? Oh, man. That was – so the way I, I I describe it to people and, like, most wrestlers that get into it will uh, describe it to you the same way. It's like the high – whatever the highest thing you ever achieved, like, for me, that was a state championship in wrestling. Yeah. It feels like that every time you go out there and fight. And so, like, that's how I got hooked was that feeling – just oh, like the getting that feeling over and over and over again. So that's why I guess that's why I keep fighting. Yeah. Now I know you went pro in 2016 as an MMA fighter, but and I I know in 2017 you did some pro boxing too. So did you do amateur boxing as well? Yeah, I was actually a Golden Gloves champion in St. Louis. Oh, okay. In Missouri, as a Missouri State Golden Gloves champ. Gotcha. And uh, so what was what was it like for your first first? pro MMA fight versus like your first amateur fight I I mean for me by the time I had went pro I was like I I, want to say between amateur kickboxing boxing and amateur MMA 
by the time I went pro as a uh, mixed martial artist, I probably had like 30 something fights. Mm. So I was super like there, there was no nerves. I, I mean, it was my pro debut and the guy I was fighting was actually the last dude I lost to as an amateur, but I, I wasn't really worried about it. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I knew I trained hard. I knew I trained with the best guys that I possibly could. And I was really prepared. Whereas like the first time I ever went out and fought as an amateur, I had no clue what the hell was going to happen. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's a little bit of everything. So like, when you so say when you're like boxing or whatever, is there ever like a moment where you like want to kick but you obviously can't? No, not really. Like I, I, I don't know. I'm I did a lot of different styles of wrestling growing up, so it was like it was kind of similar to that. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm very um, competitive, so like going out there and beating someone in what they do was very, like, it meant something to me. So, like, I, I, I got very into, like, the rules of boxing and kickboxing when I would do it, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, like, that's actually the one of the big things I can't stand about being signed to the UFC is that, like, I can't take boxing fights in between my MMA fights anymore. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, actually, that's what I was going to ask you, too. So, in 2017, I remember I saw the picture and. And uh, you fought Vaughn Alexander, and you were like, "Oh shit!" Like, how'd you know that was Vaughn? Like, who? How'd you know that was like Vaughn Alexander? So, like, how did well, how, I mean, how'd that fight come about? I knew, like, I mean, I'm a I'm a pretty big boxing head. Like, I yeah. I, I probably pay attention to boxing more than I do MMA, really. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I just knew who Vaughn and Devin were, and um, I was, I mean. For the being the guy that I am in MMA, like I was always kind of known as like taking fights, and so a promoter hit me up on like sixteen hours notice. Was like, "Hey man, would you fight this dude I have tonight?" And I'm like, "Who is it?" He's like, "Vaughn Alexander," and I'm like, oh, "I thought about it." And I'm like, "Oh man, Vaughn Alexander. I know he just got out of jail." <laughs> and like, you see, the kind of guy that I am when that was when that offer was presented to me like I had to take it because it's like I had to test myself like I had to see because you know people talk about you know being hard like real being real as fucking you know like being a gangster and all that bullshit but it's like when it comes time to do like some real ass shit or do some real gangster ass shit are you really gonna step up to the plate and like put your money where your mouth is and I was like you know what I, I say that I'm real as fuck and I say I do this fighting shit Let's see. Let, let's do it. Let's go. Let's let's test you. Let's let's test the fucking waters. That's the way I felt like. And I just don't think you see a lot of guys like that these days anymore. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so it was sixteen hours notice, and you're just like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, like I, I'm, I'm like, dude, this is like the this is like the this is one of those things where I can tell my kids like, hey, I went out there and did some shit that like I knew was. Like, you never, like, because, like, yeah, it's easy to go out there and prepare for a fight and take a fight, that you, especially against a guy that you think you can beat. But then when, you, when it's, like, Ben Askren said it best. It's, like, the, like, true, like, that true fighter mentality is, like, going, being able to say, yes, I'll take that fight when you don't know if you're going to get your ass kicked or not. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, going back, going to, like, the ultimate fighter, uh, how'd you get casted for that? So it's funny that you ask because, like, I, once again, I was actually getting ready to 
it was the fight week of a, of another professional boxing match I had. Mm-hmm. I was uh, in the middle of cutting weight, and like I was scrolling through Instagram, and I just saw the flyer for the tryouts, and I saw that you had to be undefeated in MMA, and I'm like, I'm four and zero, and I just thought about it for a second, and I was like, man, the Ultimate Fighter. For the kind of guy I am and for the way this whole violent Bob Ross thing is starting to really take off, this could be the perfect avenue for me to get to the UFC. And I sat there and I thought for a second in the sauna and I was like, fuck it, let's do it. I contacted a couple of my sponsors and they funded my trip out to uh, Vegas. And the rest is history. You know, I went out there, participated in the tryouts and uh, I got my spot. Yeah, now besides like them knowing like your MMA record and stuff, did, did you have to like go through any like casting thing where they wanted to like learn your personality and stuff like that? Oh yeah. So, okay. So the way the tryouts work, um, in the beginning, so the very first thing we did after all the registration stuff, there were, you did like grappling rounds. So they yeah. split it up by weight class, 145, 155 and 170. And so, each weight class would go into a room that had mats and everything, and from there, they would just randomly net match people up, and you would do a 90-second grappling round, to see, and like it was just kind of to, to gauge you know, everyone's level of grappling, and then after that, you would, like, people just, they would section people off on the mat, and then mitt holders would come in, and people would hold, like, tie pads and focus mitts for, for guys, and you just had, like, a minute to, or I think it was, like, a minute and a half or two minutes to, like, you know, just do whatever you wanted, and Mick Maynard and Sean Shelby just walked around and watched people. And then if you made it past that, like that round of qualifications, like if you made it past the grappling and the mitts, then you uh, got to go on to interviews. And then if you made it past the interviews on the first day, then you were in for the rest of the week. And like you, if you made it past that first week, they sent us home and we didn't actually know. By the time they, we got done with the first week of, like, tryouts and casting and everything, we actually didn't, like, they had narrowed it down to about 2145ers and 2155ers. They had, like, dropped the 170s completely. But at that point, we didn't know who was going to be the actual cast mm-hmm. and who was going to be the, the alternates. So then how, how did you get the offer? Uh, so... I remember my manager texted me while I was in uh, practice. I it was like in between striking and I was like getting. Uh, I just finished up my striking practice and I was going to get my gi on. I just happened to check my phone, and as I'm putting my gi on, I see my manager text me, "You're in the Ultimate Fighter," and I just started going fucking nuts. Like it was, <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" Like this is real. And then I remember, like, man, like I just. I couldn't believe, like, it was one of those things where, like, man, I just could not believe that this was happening. Like, I made it because I knew, like, with the whole Violet Bob Ross aesthetic, with the way I fight, with, like, it was just the perfect package for the show. And it ended up, I ended up being right, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's the only Ultimate Fighter I watched. And I was, like, the first time I saw you, I was, like, this guy's going to be a star. Like, I just knew it. Like, I, I didn't see you play and then, like, look up your record or anything. I mean, obviously, I knew it was undefeated, but, yeah. And then, uh, and then how'd that ultimately, like, change your life, I guess you'd say? Well, I mean, it all starts with the coaches, DC and Stipe. Yeah. 
I just just happened to be lucky that it ended up being their season because me and DC ended up, you know, connecting. He connected me with uh, Rosendo, who's ended up being Rosendo Sanchez, and ended up being like probably the my like my best coach I've ever had, and the like not even my best coach, probably one of my best friends. Like I, I mean, I I trust. I talk to Rosendo about everything. Like, he's the one guy in my life and one of the few coaches in my life that I go to for anything. And it's like, I, I just, that that whole experience, the Ultimate Fighter, mm-hmm. has changed my life in dividends in, in ways I never thought. Yeah. And what, what was your first uh, UFC fight like? You know, what's funny is, um, even though the, the Richie Smolin fight was the first fight on my UFC record, and it is my technically my UFC debut, I don't know. It just felt like another day in the office. I didn't really get those like UFC feelings or those UFC jitters until fighting Trusano. Yeah. Mainly, I feel like that was mainly just because it was on, on the main card, and I was like, I, it, it, that was that meant a lot to me for some reason being on the yeah. main card of the UFC's twenty fifth anniversary show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, just had. Um another uh, person that was on Ultimate Fighter and I asked them the same thing like like what did they count as the first UFC fight like the Ultimate Fighter finale or like when they're on the actual like UFC card I think I think she yeah. said the same thing Similar yeah the finale yeah they, so they technically count my finale yeah, yeah, yeah. the finale fight against Smolin as my first UFC fight yeah. but like I said like I don't know it just felt like another any other fight I, I don't know it was weird I was actually kind of surprised myself at how well I, I dealt with that going in because there was a lot of attention on me. There was a lot of media, mainly because I had my camp. You know, I had recently switched to AKA and DC was fighting the next day. So, like, being in his camp, there was just a lot of buzz around me as well. So, like, I felt like, I don't know, I, I rose to that occasion pretty well. And it just took me time between uh, then and, like, actually getting on, like, a UFC card. And not only getting on the card, but, like, being on the main card Mm -hmm. to where I'm at now, where it's, like, I I want to be on the main card. Like, I thrive on it. And, like, I'm I'm really, like, I'm looking forward to all the press and everything. And not not that I never did. It's just, like, I'm looking forward to, Mm -hmm. like, this... uh, I look forward to, how do I put it, um, the way my star has grown and, like, yeah. all the attention now and, like, having to live up to that. Like, yeah. I really, like, it motivates me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, now you're just getting used to it and stuff like that, comfortable and stuff like that. Exactly. I remember uh, there was a little controversy you wanted to bring out, like, the world flag, and they wouldn't let you because they had to get it, like, all approved or something like that. What was the meaning behind you, like, you wanted to bring the world flag out? Because I don't, I don't mean the way I look at it. I don't represent one country. I, re, I just represent everybody. That's what me. Like, uh, I, I might not be able to walk out with it myself, but one of my teammates, Salim Mubinov, he's actually fighting on October fourth for mm-hmm. Bellator. I'm gonna let him take the flag and walk out with it. And it's, he's the same way. It's the same message. You know, it's not about representing one one set of people or one one religion, one country. It's about you know, bring us all together. And like trying to make like to show people that it's like we're all just the same, we're all one human race. Yeah. So is that is that flag still not approved? I don't know. I mean, uh, as much as you know, 
I want to. I, I don't want to buck the uh, uh, rock the boat, you know, bite yeah. the hand that feeds. So I, I just uh, I'm waiting for them to let me know when it's cool. And then, what, what's your experience been like at uh, training out of AKA now at like DC and um, Khabib? I love it, man. It's it's the best training I've ever had in my entire life, without a doubt. And I get pushed every day. I, I I get pushed to my limits just about every day. You know, not only that, but it's uh, it's been really cool seeing my growth overall. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've grown exponentially as a fighter. Um, since I've been here, like just the the way I approach things, not only on a physical but mental level. Now, it's very, very different. Very, and I think it's it's at the next level where I need to be in order to be, you know, truly successful in my MMA career. Definitely, definitely. And um, losing to Trezano, uh, does that does that take like pressure off you? For like, I know it's like. In MMA, it's not really, like, the same as boxing with, like, wins and losses, but do you think it t- took pressure off you? No, not really. I mean, it's weird. Even though I lost that fight, no one, it, like, a lot of people, there weren't, weren't too many people, like, talking about, like, him winning it so much as they were me losing. Sure. So it's almost, not necessarily that I gained pressure, but it's, like, just never, I, I still feel like there was a, a very big expectation on me, especially, like, in the subsequent fights. Like, and uh, going into this one, I feel like there's there's even, you know, there's just, just as much uh, expectation for me to go out there and perform. So it's like, I, I would say, like, I just, I'm in the same spot. Or I, I, I was in the same spot after the Trezano fight. Yeah, so do you want to rematch with him? Because I know it was a split decision. I mean, yeah, of course. I I always do. You know, you always want to get that win back. But at the same time, I would also like to see us both, like, go our separate paths and meet up when it's, like, more appropriate. Or especially when there's, like, more on the line. Definitely, definitely. Can you take me through, like, what a camp looks like and you cut and wait? Uh, so, I mean, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I, uh, Pretty much hit mitts, do hard sparring, and do conditioning. That's just a regular, yeah, it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then Tuesday, Thursdays is straight grappling, wrestling on Tuesdays, jujitsu on Thursdays. And then I just kind of, like, at night, I'm kind of free to do what I wanted. So it's like I, I just kind of come up with what I, what I want to do based on how I'm feeling like some nights I'll go and I, I'll swim and I, I'll do a pool workout some nights I'll go do you know more boxing intensive workout just to, to work on my conditioning and then some nights I'll just go grapple you know just depends on what I want to want to do on those nights and then Saturday uh, just depends like I said yeah it depends on on how, uh, how things go Saturday but usually I go up to Santa Rosa and uh, work out with a sendo. We'll do mitts and then like bag drills and stuff like that. And then uh, do the pool workout again. And then Sunday is my my day off. I don't really for fifty five when when it comes mm-hmm. to, like cutting. I don't really have to diet too much. Like uh, in camp, I just like have to slowly taper my food and water intake on fight week, and I just get down. Yeah, I don't was, even really use the sauna to make 155. Like I, I actually yeah. haven't used a sauna at all in my pro career to make uh, 155. 
Well, that's an intense workout. That's all I know. <laughs> and and uh, October 12th, you're fighting Matt Fedora. That's uh, Fervola. That's uh, seven and one. Also, how, how do you see the fight playing out? Uh, I mean, he's a tough dude. You know, he likes to come forward. He likes to throw bombs, get people to the ground, beat them up, choke them out. You know, very, very similar to uh, Wyman. But he, I feel like, I mean, honestly, he kind of reminds me of a younger version of uh, the guy I just fought, Matt Wyman. So it's very, like, very similar game plan, you know. We're going to try and keep from from grappling, but at the same time, it's like, I'm very confident. I believe in my my jujitsu and my wrestling, so it's like... If we have to go there and I have to play the grappling game, I don't mind. But the the game plans always stay long, stay strong, and hopefully get him out of there in the first or the second. What advice would you give a young fighter? Man, what advice would I give a young fighter? I don't know, man, because it's like it's. I, I know a lot of young guys and their mindsets are very like even in the time like the, the short amount of time that I've been fighting. <laughs> I've noted, like I, I've noticed a serious change in the mentality and the way guys are, and um, I, I don't know. I would just say toughen the fuck up, <laughs> like God, <laughs> just like yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. shit. I, I feel like the guys are looking at this as a, as a game and not a, a brutal sport. Like this, this isn't a game. This isn't some something you go out there, you game the judges, you game the system. Like you go out there, like. When you when you're that kind of guy, you're trying to win like that. You're gonna meet a guy like me who goes out there to hurt people to win. Mm-hmm. A guy that wants to finish you to win. Like a guy that that doesn't that whose like main goal is to make sure you walk out of there remembering his name. And you're not gonna come up game at him. You're not gonna win that that judge decision against him because he's he's gonna try and fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last couple of ones. Are, these they're, these are some fun questions. They're gonna go from average to savage. So how 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 did, how did you get the nickname Violent Bob Ross? Obviously the hair. You yeah. know, there's there's no there's no other way to put it. The hair, the beard, and like you know, I smoke a lot of weed. I'm pretty laid back, so that's that that whole aesthetic leads into the whole Violent Bob Ross thing very well. What's your uh, favorite song right now? Ooh, favorite song right now. Uh, Differences by Genuine. All right. <laughs> what about, what, what was your first big purchase? For, oh, my Xbox 360. <laughs> 360? Hell yeah, man. I Not an Xbox I One? No, nah, I saved up so much money. No, nah, this is when I was a kid. Oh, no, I, I mean, what, no, I'm talking about when you became a UFC fighter. Oh, when I became a UFC fighter? Oh, uh, I bought a car. I, right. I bought two cars, actually. Gotcha. What about top five favorite fighters of all time? Maybe MMA or boxing? Or both? Um, Thomas Hearns. All right. Well, actually, no. Nigel Bend, Thomas Hearns, Anderson Silva, Ben. <laughs> See, the thing is, a lot of my favorite fighters, like... I used to look up to, and now I'm just like, I have to fight you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, definitely okay. Nigel Ben, Thomas Hearns, Anderson Silva, Emmanuel Augustus, and Prince Nazim. No, Prince Nazim and Emmanuel Augustus. Nah, I'll take it. What do you do when you're not training? 
when I'm not trying to smoke weed and play video games. <laughs> What's your favorite video game right now? Uh, man. Probably Super Smash Brothers. I've been playing okay. a lot of Super Smash <laughs> Brothers right. lately. And last one. When people see you in public, do they go like, do they say, yo, Violent Bob, or do they go like, yo, Luis? <laughs> They definitely, it's always, oh my God, are you Violent Bob Ross? Like, that actually happened to me the other day at Safeway. I'm like, go, I'm like walking through. Um, it just, like I said, I smoke a lot of weed. I'm, I'm stoned as balls. So I'm just like walking through. It's got like some sweatpants and like a shirt and everything, you know, I'm just doing my thing. And then like some dude stops me with like his friends and everything. And I can tell like he's super excited about it. He's like, are you Violent Bob Ross? And I'm just sitting there, and I know my eyes are, like, barely open. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, can we get a picture and everything? And, like, I t- so I take a picture with him, and, like, I literally, you can't tell if my eyes are open in the picture or not. And I'm just like, ah, fuck it. Oh, you gotta get the shades, man. <laughs> like, that's the, yeah, it happens to me all the time. Like, I'm almost, I'm almost certain most people don't realize my name's Louise. <laughs> gotcha. All right, well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day, and could you let the people know where they can find you on social media? You can find me at Violent Bob Ross on both Instagram and Twitter. That's all one word, Violent Bob Ross. And as well, I'm on Facebook, Violent Bob Ross, Luis Pena. You know, go ahead and throw me a like. And then, of course, catch me October 12th, UFC Fight Night 161, UJ Check versus Watterson. Fight Matt Frivola, October 12th. It'll be fun down in Tampa Bay. Well, again, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, good luck October 12th. I appreciate it, man. No problem. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. You too.